Constellation. 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 Welcome to Inner Bloom, a podcast about spirituality and intuitive empowerment where we help each other evolve and ascend through conscious community. I'm Alexa, a healer who utilizes EFT, also known as tapping, to help you process stuck emotions, release limiting beliefs, and reconnect with your inner child. I'm Ambrosia, a psychic medium and Arcturian channel, here to uplift and inspire you to see that you are capable of more than you know. Together, we empower people to live extraordinary lives. We do want to warn you, if you hang out with us long enough, you'll start to believe in yourself and realize that you're capable of anything. Enjoy Enjoy the the show. Hello, hello. Welcome back once again to Inner Bloom Podcast. I'm Alexa. I am Ambrosia, in case you didn't know. (laughs) How are you, Ambrosia? I am doing well. How are you? I'm doing well. Um, We are getting ready to leave for our Sedona retreat, which is, well, me and you go next weekend. So we are- Yes, stressful and excited. Yeah, stressful because there's an added element. There's many added elements in this time around. It's like you got COVID tests, you got- uh, flash flooding, you got all kinds of things going on in the world. And um, and so, yeah, you know, I've been telling a lot of people, I'm like, you know, it's really stressful planning events right now, but it's also, um, it's the thing I would like to be stressed out about if I could be stressed over anything. Like, I'd rather be stressed out about and have a, about planning something than sad mm-hmm. and depressed that I'm not planning anything. That's true. That's a very good way to look at it. Um, I like that perspective. Good. And we are still continuing to plan events after Sedona. So Yes, we have a retreat that we just announced um, in October, October 11th through 15th. We are going mm-hmm. to Lake Travis right outside of Austin. It's this epic house right on the water. One, We only have eight spots for this one, and one spot is already gone. Um, it's $4,000. We do have payment plans. Uh, and it's going to be really epic and like connected with nature, this one. So let us know if you're interested. Yep. You can send us a message or apply on our website. Um, and oh, another announcement before we get into today's wonderful topic is that um, the experience boxes, the unicorn experience boxes, they are not being sent out until the first week of August. We had so many amazing epic vendors that are adding products to this box that we needed just a little bit more time to allow all the products to come in. So they will be shipping out the first week of August right after we get back from Sedona. Yay. Yay. So, okay. Wait, one more, one more thing. Oh yeah. We do still have Bali next year. Yes. Um, Bali is going to be 4422, the date. And that is seven. Oh, yeah. April 4th. Yeah. April 4th. Yeah. And then um, all of the information is on our website, interbloompodcast.com. But that is going to be an amazing experience, hugely transformative. Um, And three spots are gone now. 
Three That's spots awesome. are officially taken. So we have limited spaces available. So if you're interested in that, apply online. Woo woo. Um, okay, so let's dive into our topic today, which is free Britney and free the world. <laughs> So, so dramatic. Go ahead. Well, it could it's it could be seen as dramatic or it could be seen as partially truthful. So, okay. First of all, uh, on Facebook because we're live streaming, Forrest Keller said, "Love today's topic." I was wondering if this was going to come up. Um, so yeah, for those of you who know or don't know, um, Britney Spears has been playing out. Um, there has been a, a drama playing out with Britney Spears. Uh, in the public eye recently, um, her the topic of her conservatorship has been um, really coming to the forefront uh, of news. And she basically, for the first time, actually spoke out against her conservatorship. And um, it is now has now been granted permission to get her own attorney for the first time, um, is taking action to dissolve this. And not only that, but to go after like her whole family who put her in this conservatorship. Um, so this whole thing has just been really eye-opening for me because I genuinely feel like, first of all, I genuinely feel like all of us are so connected to Britney Spears on some crazy level that maybe we don't even understand. But for those of us who grew up with her, like me and you, Andy, right? Like you grew up. I'm too young to understand. No, I'm just kidding. I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) But she just represented, like, I feel like she represented that, like, innocence, like that, Mm -hmm. like that turned like um or I don't know for women I feel like she represents like a part of us um that is so kind of embedded in our consciousness and everything that happens with her really does correlate with the collective and Mm -hmm. in particular I feel like the um the female collective although not just the female collective but I do really feel like she's so symbolic of the woman who has been gaslit, who has been called crazy, has who has been silenced, who has been told she's nothing, she's worthless, even though she's this insanely powerful being, right? Mm-hmm. She's let others convince her and control her and manipulate her and take from her. And now what we're witnessing is this woman realizing wait, I had power all along and now I'm going to use it. And she's using her voice to to empower herself and then empower the people around her to help her, right? Um, and liberate herself. So I just think it's a really like amazing illustration and symbol. And I really feel like in tandem, whatever's happening with the Britney Spears case is going to be awakening and activating and liberating other people who have been in similar situations, whether literally a conservatorship or like a a situation where they've been being gaslit, lied to, controlled, manipulated. They're going to realize like the power that they have if they speak out. Mm -hmm. It's really interesting to think about how I'm sure Britney Spears would not want to be going through what she's going through, right? Like that should be common sense. But in a way that you're talking about, it's so powerful to have her going through what she's going through because it's really that inspirational person or inspirational figure showing people that you don't have to accept shit 
and you can really create the life that you want. You don't have to settle for anything that doesn't make you happy, even when it feels like you don't have a choice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And also, again, going back to like that you have more power than you think you have. You know, Mm -hmm. I feel like for so long we've been told, oh, it, it, which is what she's been told, oh, if you speak up, no one will believe you. Nobody likes you. You don't ha- you don't actually have any power. It's even even our limiting beliefs will do that to us, right? Mm-hmm. The beliefs that we've picked up from others or from that have been programmed into us, the the negative thoughts in our head will even do that to our own selves. We'll say, "Oh, don't say anything or don't speak up or just do what everyone wants you to do. It's better that way," right? And it's the breaking of that illusion that that's what you should be doing that that or or that there's no way out it's like truly choosing to use your voice and share authentically about what you've been experiencing no matter how hard or scary it is or how scared you are of like what other people's responses is it's showing that you know, she spoke out and all of a sudden things are happening. Boom, 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 boom. It's like everything is just falling apart. All the people that had control over her are losing it so quickly because she she chose to push past those limiting beliefs and those lies um, that were scary, but ultimately were not, they didn't actually hold power if she chose not to believe in them. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So <clears throat> I just think it's, hugely inspirational it's heartbreaking it's heartbreaking but it's hugely inspirational because I think like I said all of us feel so connected to her in our own way and I feel like we watched her you know rise up and become this amazing powerful talented woman and then we kind of let her um and even contributed in our own way to her being manipulated and kind of like enslaved, which is so weird to think about. But, you know, I think back on everything that was happening with Britney and I think about watching that through the eyes of however old I was, that version of me, mm-hmm. and totally seeing it in a different way, like totally being like, oh my God, she's lost it. And oh my, and believing the narrative that was spun about her, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now looking back and being like, what? Like, no, seeing it so differently and realizing that even us, the collective, realizing how easily it is to manipulate us, right? Like how easy it is for people to tell stories and us to buy into those narratives and to make it look a certain way. Um, and I just, I just think there's so much here. There's like so much juiciness here. There's so much about like abusive power. There's so much about like telling, spinning narratives. There's so much about um, fame and, you know, there's just a lot here, so. Well, I think even even if you're not famous, like what really is coming up for me right now is the expectations that we put on ourselves that other people have of us, like our parents our expectations that our parents put on us, the narrative that we tell ourselves about who we are and how we identify ourselves, right? Um, It's interesting to watch this play out because I really feel like this is, with COVID and everything going on, um, it's really been a year of like questioning what makes me happy? Mm -hmm. What is truly my life's purpose? 
What is my excitement? What is my joy? And Britney Spears is just playing that on a bigger stage, mm-hmm. you know, because that's her, that's her life's purpose, whatever you want to call it. But for each of us, it's really about going through that transformation and saying, am I happy in my marriage? Am I happy in my job? Am I happy, you know, in this family dynamic with whatever family situation you have going on? But there's been so much change. And I think just like um, Amir said on our podcast, we've all been through this huge trauma. And mm-hmm. to pretend like, oh, we're fine. Everything's good. Yeah. Yeah is really doing us a disservice. And, you know, Britney Spears went through the same trauma that everybody else did. She's still a person. She still was freaked out in March. And and so I think it's really brave of her to say, I have nothing to lose. And to really like post about it and be so honest about it. And, oh my God, it gets me choked up. Because I don't think that that's something that a lot of people have the guts to do is to say, this is who I am. And if you don't like it, if you don't believe me, that's fine. And if you stop following me, that's fine. But it's really inspiring to see so many people do something similar to say, this is who I am, you know, regardless of how you feel about it. What are you talking about her saying, like, this is who I am, like her posting of her dance? Well, her posting, no, no. I'm talking about her posting of her conservatorship and her really telling her story about how this has been going on for years. Mm-hmm. And with the idea of her dad or whoever telling her that no one's going to believe her, telling her that her fans don't really like her. They like the stories that have been told about her. Mm-hmm. She's just an object. She's not actually a person. She's too crazy. She's a bad mother. Like there has been so many bad narratives about her, her ex-husband, like all of it. And so it's really, it's really brave of her to really stand up and say like, I don't care if I lose everything. I don't care. Mm -hmm. I want to do something different. I want to, I want to be who I am. Yeah. Also all the, all the times I think like looking back before she spoke out in this way where she would go against the conservatorship or what was expected of her um, and be punished for it. Like to know that she was going to get everything taken away, but it was like her, the parts of her that was like, I don't care. Like I, I need to feel like there's some sense of my own decision here, my own sense of self. It's, It's heartbreaking and it's also so, um, like I said, I think so inspiring to see her be so brave and her um, really bring this out into the light because um, as I'm seeing so many comments here on Facebook and I want to share some of them because they're really good. Um, I think Tammy said, it's so big what's happening. Um, She's changing a major paradigm and she's just getting started with this. Our collective support will help her break free. The process is not without discomfort. The rise of the feminine voice from under the thumb of ownership mm-hmm. is, yeah, what she's. Oh, I've got goosebumps when you said that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's powerful. Um, Forrest Keller said, I feel like I could have easy, easily been put in the same situation she is in. Wow. 
Um, Tara said, she's not even out of this yet, and people are already right back to the ways that drove her to this point in the first place. Um, yeah, yeah, I think that I think that's the other thing that this is showing. It's like a showing about public opinion and like the way that the media is so vicious and so negative and is like just really a um, like they feed off of that negative energy. They feed mm-hmm. off of those stories. And so I think it's also giving us some time to process like should we be you know, I think all of us know gossip isn't good. Like, I think we all know that, but then there's still that, like, uh, what do you call it? Guilty pleasure, right? People mm-hmm. have that guilty pleasure of like, ooh, but I still love the tea. I still love the, and it's like, I think this is a nut, just like last year was a time to examine, um, you know, what, uh, what makes us happy and our, what we're putting energy into and all that. Right now is a time when this is playing out, it's a time to examine, like, should we really be supporting something like this, even in just our consumption of it, when we see what it does to somebody who's such an like an innocent person, right? When we see what it does to that person's life, what it does, how de- um, deteriorating it is, and how destructive it is. And I think it's really time for us to question, like, is that something that we want to be putting our energy into? Is that something that we want to be feeding this this? And I've seen, actually, I feel like uh, the people that we've spoken to, even on our podcast recently, have all been saying the same exact thing. Like Amir, whose podcast will come out tomorrow, but you can see it on Facebook Live right now. He was like, um, his whole message was like, just don't say any. Why do you have to say anything? Like, why do you feel mm-hmm. like it is your right to comment on how someone else lives their life? Or, And of course, it is everybody's right because we are all, quote, free but why do you think that that is something that is necessary for you to do? Why do you think that that is something that contributes in any way to a world that you want to live in? It's not. And I think we've been under this illusion for a very, and programming for a very long time that uh, in order to get attention, in order to get satisfaction, in order to get uh, feel good about ourselves, we have to tear other people down. And it's just not the truth, you know? And just like... Uh, What's his name? Who was on our, Michael, right? Who was on our show who had the near-death experience. Mm -hmm. One of the things he brought back from his near-death experience was the understanding that the only things, the only reason we experience anything here on earth as we do is because we all collectively agree to it. It's a collective agreement. And if we all collectively agree on something new, then we'll experience something new. But we have to collectively agree. And I think by collective, he means like the majority or like a significant amount has to agree on it for it to be the new normal. Um, And so it's like, look, we've all agreed on this world of like gossip and tea and like tearing other people down. And that's how you get ahead, whatever. So what if we all agreed to something new? And I think that's what people in this community in the spiritual community are or hopefully are intending to do but it's like I think it's time for the world at large to really wake up to the fact that that's not something that you're you're not creating a world that is nice for you to live in and if we could collectively agree that it's okay to support each other and that we'll all still get what we want then maybe we could live in that way yeah definitely I think that's a beautiful a beautiful point but I also think that I think it's time to, you know, I've been saying this for a while, but I think it's time to take stock of 
your life and what you want to be not only like experiencing, but allowing other people around you to experience too. Like if you're, if you're being a dick to somebody, is that really like the energy that you want to put out there? If you're like being really cold and mean and vicious, like for what? Why? That's all. The end. Thank you for coming <laughs> to my TED Talk. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think I think also in addition to that, going back to like it's asking yourself like what part do you play in even things as big as like the Britney Spears thing, because you yeah. do play a part in some way, you know? Yeah. And even if you're not, let's say you're not directly negatively commenting on the Britney Spears situation or you're not trolling her or whatever, right? But you're doing that to somebody else. It's like, well, what's, what's the difference? Like, or, or you're doing that in a way that you feel is harmless. It's like, maybe it is harmless, but maybe it's an opportunity to look at yourself, like you're saying, Andy, and ask yourself, is this the contributing to the world I want to live in? Is this contributing to the energy that I want to create? Is this the way I would like to be treated? You know, yeah. that it's, it's such a very simple rule, right? It's like treat others as you want to be treated because just as much as, just as much as someone is hurting or is being bullied or attacked, like you could be that person tomorrow. Like you have no, just because you're in a certain position right now does not mean that you will not experience being somewhere else in someone else's shoes. You will. Like that's life. You, you experience many different perspectives and that's why life is a teacher because it teaches you uh, that maybe what you thought wasn't, you know, there's a different way to think about it and there's a different way to act. And I just think we all need to be much more empathetic, truly. And that's what the whole Free Britney thing is showing people. I think when that documentary came out, Framing Britney, that was the beginning of it. Because everyone, everyone was like, whoa, what did mm -hmm. we do? We took this beautiful, amazing person who was such a light and inspired so many people. You know, she was literally like a pop icon. She was like... I mean, she, she still is. It's not like... yeah. Know. I mean, she'll always be Britney Spears, but is she still inspiring in that way that she was? No, because the life has been sucked out of her. Like, she has yeah. nothing. She has nothing. I would like to formally apologize for the TikToks that we've made to the celebrities I was rude to. I feel really bad about that. I genuinely do. I feel really bad. I'm sorry, Kanye West. Sorry about that. <laughs> you, of all the people, you're, you're apologizing to Kanye. Well, I was hit, meanest to him. Like, I feel yeah. like, and Meryl Streep. Sorry about that. Oh, I was going to say, what about MGK and Megan Fox and Kourtney Kardashian and Travis Barker? I'm really sorry to them as well. Okay. I feel really bad about okay, it. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, with TikTok, I mean, I've made TikToks about, I remember I made one about Zac Efron when he, like, got his face done. Yeah. And it went it started going so viral within like 10 minutes that it scared the crap out of me. And it also made me think like, wait, I don't want this. I love Zac Efron. I don't want to go viral for making fun of Zac Efron. And then I deleted it and people are like, where'd your TikTok go? I was like, oh my God, like, no. So I made a TikTok later explaining like, I don't want to go viral for like making fun of someone I'm a fan of, you know, I don't want, like that wasn't my intention. I think I just was like, oh my God, I was just posting my reaction. But then when we were making the TikToks about the celebrities, I don't know. I was just like, I was just having fun with my friend. So I was like, I guess I didn't see it as, you know, but. The but it wasn't nice and it wasn't. No, it, it wasn't, wasn't nice. okay. And I am sorry. 
it wasn't nice. But that's the other thing is like we're now living in a time where, and this is what concerns me about TikTok, is that you go viral by like posting things having to do with tea and by getting things that will give you clout, right? That is like the stuff that people are consuming. So once again, it's like you could say, okay, well, but this is what people are consuming. So this is what I need to participate in to be recognized. Or you could say, well, let's just change the system. Like I'm going to be part of changing the system to say, that's not the thing that we're going to value the most. We're going to value kindness the most, or we're going to value friendship the most, or we're going to value, you know, health the most like I got really worked up this weekend about the environment I got real worked up because I don't know if you guys up about it I don't know if you guys saw but like it's literally flooding everywhere and it genuinely feels biblical like it genuinely feels like okay this is it like what are you laughing about no or not go ahead keep going it genuinely feels like I keep seeing those movies in my head like 2012 and like I don't know. There was something with The Rock. He was, I don't know. There movies about the end of the world, right? And I don't think it's the end of the world, but in a way, it is. In a way, those disasters that were like, seemed so unrealistic before are becoming pretty real pretty fast. And it just boggles my effing mind. It boggles my mind that the environment is not the A, number one thing that we're all focusing on. How is that possible? Because literally, if we're not here, if we don't have an environment, then we're not going to be alive. So if we're not alive, literally, why does any other thing matter? I don't get that. Like, You're not going to like my answer to this. Do you want to hear my answer to this? Sure. It's a political issue. Well, it's duh. not a... Duh. It's not... No, 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 no. I'm going to keep going. It's <laughs> not a... It's not a human life issue. It's not an environmental issue. It's a political issue. Yeah. It's a political agenda. To further this, I'm going to say this, and I hope nothing crazy happens. Someone I gave a reading to um, knows someone that is, like, very high, very well off. If I said their name, everybody would know who I'm talking about, okay? And they were asking me about alternative sources of energy. And my response, intuitively, was this person already knows about alternative sources of energy, and they're trying to figure out a way off the planet. And that really says a fucking lot. If they already know about alternative sources of energy and that hasn't worked and they are trying to leave, that should be a message for everybody else. Like, because the the message is the people in power are well aware of how to fix the problem, but they're not. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I get it. I get it. Well, except that what I don't get is if you're in power, why the whole point of you being in power is that there are other people for you to be in power of. So if everybody dies and there's no planet, who are you in power of? I don't get that. I don't understand. Why, how does that make sense? Probably because it's not going to happen for quite some time and therefore it won't be their problem when it happens. I mean, it feels like it's happening right now. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Um... Okay, going back, um, Marique said, maybe it all starts with stop idolizing people. We are all just people, nothing more. Speaking about... Ooh, I like that. that I like that. I agree. I think that is a big thing. Who was saying something about that? Was it Amir or somebody else? No, you know, I think it was this other guy I was watching on TikTok. He said he's like, I don't idolize people. He's like, I don't um, 
put people on a pedestal. I like put, he said something about like, I don't idolize people. I idolize moments, meaning like I don't take a person and say, oh, I'm obsessed with this person and everything they does is uh, they do is awesome. So that when they do something terrible, I'm in a weird conundrum with them. He's like, I take little things that they do and I say, this was awesome or this was not good. Right. But I don't take the whole person because I realize they're a human being and they're going to do things I like and they're going to do things I don't like because he was talking about um, that guy Matt Gates, I think who was like at a free Britney rally he's like a politician who's also been like a whatever he was talking about how shitty people do good can do good things and good people can do shitty things right and right. the the guy that everyone thinks is a shitty person actually did something that was pretty good for the free Britney case and everyone's like but how can you support him he was like because shitty people can do good things. I don't support him. I support the moment that he had. I support the action that he took, right? And I, I think that is a really good mess. Uh, I think that is a really good statement, Marie, of stop idolizing people um, and, and see everyone more on an even playing field. Um, let's change the system. Tara said, but you guys, how amazing that we're at this point in society where you can recognize something you did was unkind and then speak publicly about it. That would never happen 20 years ago. That's true. Um, Yeah, that's true. Tara said, I also think people think that the world is fucked either way, so they're going to live it up while they can, even if it's exponentially fucking the planet. Yeah. No, I think that's the other problem is we have a short, we live for today problem versus and the other thing is there's a whole section of the population that doesn't have the privilege to think about a year from now because they're literally thinking about how do I get food today so like I get that I guess it's just Mm -hmm. like for the people who are like ruining the planet and they're billionaires and even if they they don't have to worry about themselves because they have enough money to save themselves and like their family it's like you just want to be on a planet or not a planet alone with like five people like for what like I I don't know how that's something I would want if I was a billionaire like I would even if I wanted to remain in power I would still want to remain in power of I don't know with people around with things going on with life like it, it just doesn't make sense to me it's like you want the whole planet to die and then what you're out in outer space by yourself doing what I don't get it I don't get it either well you said you said you're like this is a political thing and I agree but I but explain that to me well I mean one I don't have to explain anything two I feel like I don't know what they're thinking because I'm not them I have no idea but I know that if I had money I had the money and the means to come up with an alternative source other than fossil fuels, and I knew it was destroying the Amazon, and I knew that it was hurting people, I would do that. But obviously, I am not the people in power. We don't think alike. So it's, I can't tell you why they're doing that. This is intuitively what's coming up. I don't think that, I think it's naive to think that the people in power truly believe that there's no alternative source of of energy, that we can't use wind, that we can't use um, solar power, that we can't use these things to power our cars, to power our houses, to power different ways of being other than fossil fuels, and that we have to hurt indigenous tribes in order to create that 
That to me doesn't make any sense. However, they are gaining something from it. They are gaining money. They are gaining power. They are gaining something. So the gain for them is obviously more important than the loss that everybody else is experiencing. Even when it comes to the fish in the ocean dying out because the Gulf is on fire. Even when it comes to the climate change taking such a drastic toll on us that it's an opening up new diseases. All of these things don't seem to make a big enough difference to where people are stopping and saying, wait, let's do something different. The people that are in charge are still like, fuck it, we're going to keep going. So I don't have an idea of what they could be thinking because I am just as confused as everybody else in the aspect of how could you see that this is happening and think that this is one, normal, and two, that this is okay for our planet. That doesn't make any sense to me. It's right in front of your face. So the answer is I don't know. Yeah, no, I don't think they think it's normal. I think they know what's happening. I just, I want to know, yeah, I guess like what I'm missing because it's clear to me we're all, whatever happens to us happens to you, dude. So like you're not, being a billionaire doesn't make you exempt from that. I think that when you have that much power, I think that, in my opinion, you think that you are invincible to some degree. Yeah, you're like blinded. I, I by mean, the like greed. look at look at uh, Stephen Hawking, right? He had ALS. Technically, he should have died. If you go by books, he should have only lived two to five years. He lived twenty years. You can't tell me that his money did not help that. His money had yeah, to have helped that with scientific research, et cetera, et cetera. Now, did his money and his research help other people live longer? Maybe, maybe not. But that is still a good point as far as with a certain amount of money, you have this ego or this error about you that says, I'm invincible to a degree or I'm invincible, period, right? And we're getting off topic clearly, but he is a good example of that. He should not have been alive as long as he was. And yet he was because of his money. So it's proving, furthering, look at all of the people that have done some really shitty shit, but have been enormously wealthy and they're not behind bars. They're not held accountable. They're walking around living their best life. Mm -hmm. So it's, it, it further perpetuates that stereotype that if you have enough money, you're invincible. And unfortunately, the idea of us saying, if you have enough money, you're invincible is killing the Amazon. It's ruining our ocean. It's killing our planet, literally killing our planet. But it's like, fuck it, who cares if we all die? And it's insane. It's absolutely insane. Yep. Tara said, it's also a huge task to replace the millions of gasoline, diesel cars, replacing all the gas stations, trains, planes, factories. How do you even tackle that? Yeah. You make electric cars accessible to everybody. You make electric cars inexpensive and accessible to everybody. And you don't punish people when they try to turn their engine into um, an engine that runs on vegetable oil. People have come up with that. And they've mysteriously disappeared. Like The electric car was invented a long time ago, but it was covered up by Ford. Yeah. You don't 
like the greed and the selfishness of trying to hide the cure for cancer, trying to hide like different sources, sources of energy, different things like that, that we could power our houses with, we could power our roads. I mean, we could be so further advanced in technology, but it, it's really, in my opinion, the greed of our society and other societies as well, that really is hindering technology and the alternative sources that are all around us both in medicine and in electricity and saving the planet. And thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Now I'm done. <laughs> hey, I'm happy we talked about the two topics I suggested today. <laughs> Amby said, what do you want to talk about today? I said, the environment. She's like, mm. I was like, Brittany. She's like, okay. And then we got to both. So that's <laughs> a both. Yeah. I didn't realize I was this hated about the environment. Really. didn't realize it, but. Dude, I didn't realize it till a few days ago, but I am too. I, I'm, I've, I'm literally like, I feel like that person who's like, I'm so angry. What do I do about it? And I don't know. I don't know what to do about it other than talk about it and like make my own changes. Like I've gone back to after Charleston, I was like, I can't eat meat like this. I can't eat meat any like just for me, I just wasn't feeling good. And then I whatever. The point is, each one of us can make small choices in our lifestyle, depending on what's possible. We can make small choices. And I have been making those choices that I feel that I can make. But on a larger scale, I'm like, we gotta do something. Like, what is going on? Like, how do I make something happen here? And I genuinely don't know. I don't know because you have this, you have like Greta Thunberg or whatever, who's literally like on, you know, she's on Oprah, she's on this, she's on this. That's all she's talking about. She's getting people, kids together from all over the world who are showing up at Congress, who are whatever, and still nothing. And it just is like, it makes me feel defeated because it's like, what am I going to do? And then I think about talking to the ARC-9 and ask, when we first started talking to them and we would ask that. I remember that was the first question I asked them. What can we do to help the planet? And they were like, it's not your job to help the planet. And I was like, what? Like, it's not our job to help the planet. I, I, I was so confused. And then later. I think was, they more meant like it's not your job. Yes. I mean, like right. another human's me and, job. Me and you. It's not me and you's job specifically right it's other people who are more connected to the planet's job to help the planet but the point is it just I don't like feeling helpless and I don't like when something clearly makes no sense and it needs to be dealt with and it's not and it's just it pisses me off because it's like when somebody what the fuck what was that was that thunder oh my god this scared me I think it's I think it's somebody they're like ripping up our ceilings right now in our building to do renovation. So I think somebody's like up there like banging around. But um, the point is, I think that whatever the shift is that's coming next is something that ha- from my perspective, I feel like it's, some- it's going to have to be something environmental uh, or energy wise because that's the next thing that's up on the the list it's like I just don't know how it can't be dealt with in some way or something can't happen you know so I feel like um a really good thing to say to everybody listening would be definitely make sure you have water I'm not saying this to be a I'm not saying this to be like a doomsday prepper I'm not saying that I'm just saying just be just be aware and be prepared that like conditions are changing and you don't want to be stuck in a situation at your home where you don't have water or you don't have like non-perishables like it's just you just want to feel safe and 
like looking at what happened in Austin, Texas, it's like that was the last place that anyone expected to be a blizzard and not be able to have food or water. So just as we move forward and as we're going through these times, I think just make sure that you have things so that you feel like you're able to um, survive if something does happen or if you get in a sticky jam because of a monsoon or a tornado or God knows what else. I don't know. That's all. We got to go. Yeah, we got to go. <laughs> we love you all. And thanks for being a part of this conversation that was half Britney, half free Britney and half environmental talk. Um, I think that we'll have more time to talk about uh, both things in the future. Um, and just one last thing. I know that sometimes it can feel really heavy when we talk about stuff like this, but don't don't get defeated. Don't give up hope. There always is just hope. prepare for the end of no, days. No, just make sure. Ambi didn't have water in her house. I had to scream at her to have, like, multiple times to have water in her house. If she, she was nervous. She was like, oh, my God, what if the water gets shut off? And I was like, wait, you don't have extra water? And she's like, no. And I'm like, you better get that. And now she does, and she feels better. Okay, well, a couple of things with that. If we're going to get on that topic, we're going to get on that topic. I did have water. The kids drank it because they're jerks. Okay. I didn't have water for like a week. I have a gallon of water. Is that going to do anything? Probably not. If we're out of water for like three days, it's not going to do a whole lot. We have lost power for days at a time before, and we were fine. I am not saying don't prepare. If it makes you feel better to prepare, then you prepare your little heart out. It doesn't make me feel good to prepare like that. It makes me scared. It makes me fearful. It makes me... It gives me anxiety. It doesn't make me happy. If something happens, I will figure it out. I've got it. But do I have water? I have water because Alexa yelled at me. But I feel like it's important to to really follow your, your gut and your instincts on what you feel like you need. And I feel like I'm good. I feel like when winter comes, maybe I'll get more, um, more water. Maybe we'll get more like obviously firewood and things like that. But spending my whole life preparing for what if something bad happens is exhausting. I didn't say spending your whole life. I just said, just get some the, shit so the you feel good. idea of like, well, that doesn't make me feel good. The idea of like, what if something happens? Like, it just makes me scared. And I've spent a lot of time in that mentality of what if something happens that it's like, I just don't want to do it. I just don't want to do it. All right. Well, we got to go, everyone. We love you so much. We're late for a coaching appointment, but we'll talk more about that. Bye, later. everybody. Bye. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we would love, love, love it if you would leave a rating and review on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. If you would like to get in touch for a reading with Ambi, an EFT session with Alexa, or just to say what up, you can email us at innerbloompodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at innerbloompodcast. Podcast.